0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Cody Underground. I am Cody Willard, and today we are talking about the most important thing you need to know about Ukraine and Russia and the U.S. involvement therein. Plus, I'll go through some Q&A talking about the markets and some stocks. So let's start off here. We're talking um, with this Ukraine-Russian escalation. Uh today's headlines are full of concerns about the still escalating Ukraine Russia crisis and stocks are down a bit across the board all day basically partly cuz of that you know it's tough to game why the whole stock market might move down a fraction of a percentage point in one single day's action but let's run through some headlines and you'll see that do underscore just uh how big the concerns are out there S&P 500 back below 2,000 on Ukraine fears. Oil turns higher on Ukraine. NATO says Russia is taking on a more overt role, role in Ukraine. U.S. says Russian denials over Ukraine are, quote, absurd. Europe's stocks slide on Ukraine. Those are just some of the headlines out there. Look, the fog of war is thick now, and that makes markets less certain. And that makes, over time, The multiples of stocks and the valuations of stocks, that makes them contract and come down a little bit, or substantially perhaps. I've talked before about how we are currently in a currency war, and how the fog of war is building, making this and other geopolitical conflicts potential black swan events. A Black Swan is an unpredictable or unforeseen event, typically one with extreme consequences. The most important movie you can watch this week, I've mentioned also before on these podcasts, the Cody Underground podcasts, is The Fog of War, in which Robert McNamara gives us the lessons he learned when he was the Secretary of Defense. Go watch it. You you can watch it on YouTube. You can watch it, I think, on Netflix lately. Um, It's a great movie. Just Google it, and you'll find uh, um, what it is and where you can watch it. The Fog of War with uh, Robert McNamara. It's all about the U.S. involvement in wars in years past, including the wrap-up of World War II, and if you think about a lot of the lessons he teaches in that, it's still very relevant to the U.S. with regards to Ukraine and Russia. Now, you can bet that there will be continued escalation in U.S. involvement in the Ukraine. Why? Well, did you forget this all-important factoid about the Ukraine-U.S. ties and the conflicts of interest therein? Do you remember that Biden's son, Vice President Joe Biden's son, Joined the board of a gas company which is in Ukraine. It's located in the Ukraine, the largest gas company in the Ukraine, which is so much of what the Ukraine and Russia territorial fight is about, is about the natural gas pipelines and production in the Ukraine. Look, the facts. Ukraine Energy Company has lots of legal rights to lots of energy fields in Ukraine. If Russia takes over Ukraine, those legal rights will be gone forever. The best way to save your company if you are a Ukraine Energy Company? Well, you appoint the Vice President of the United States' son as a board member. You hire him as an employee, which is what the Ukraine Company has done. Ukraine Energy Company... Hayes, the vice president of the United States' son. So I do, as I wrote months ago, expect much more aid from U.S. taxpayers to support little baby Biden's boy and the company in Ukraine that he works for and the regime that is now in power in Ukraine. And I wouldn't be surprised, as I've said for three, four months now, also on podcasts, if you go back and listen to some of the prior Cody Underground podcasts, that there is perhaps a full-blown war escalating and coming, going to be the end game um, in Ukraine with Russia, and the U.S. involvement will be big. It's crucial to be aware of as many interests and conflicts of interest that are at play in a geopolitical development like this as possible. At any rate, I'm not making any major moves to my stock portfolio as a result of this analysis, but the Ukraine-Russia-U.S. tensions remain volatile, and they're a volatile piece of our puzzle, as well as as being something we should all pray about and do it. Prayers go out to anybody over there being affected by this conflict, and there are millions of people being affected by the conflict so let's move on to some more actionable commentary because that is what I do for a living I talk about stocks and unfortunately sometimes I have to talk about how geopolitical and tragic geopolitical events like this uh, affect our stocks um, and our playbook so first question I got this week that I want to go over and on this podcast here was hi Cody I hear a lot that the market is as you say quote bubblicious (laughs) I love it when they quote that term Uh, And many are expecting a pullback to come soon. I also hear all the traders are coming back from their vacations and that now is a good time to be fully invested as the bull roars into the end of the year. I also notice on the biz channels that one says this and another says that. So the question is, is now a good time to be, quote, more invested in the market or less? My answer, look, I personally don't try to game the market of thousands of stocks trading millions of shares daily for the next few dozen trading days, which is another way of looking at, quote, the stock market for the next few months. I do think there are bubble-blowing bull market forces, including 0% interest rates, quantitative easing, and corporate profit-maximizing policies from the Republican-Democrat regime. That will continue to lead us into a bigger stock market bubble than we've already got going right now. At some point, I will become outright bearish and much less invested than I am right now, which is much less invested than I was back in 2011, when the bubble-blowing bull market that we're now experiencing was just getting started. Heck, I did sell out of everything in 2007 and traded my entire hedge fund career for a TV career, and I told my viewers often that it was partly because I wanted to trade stocks for media because I was outright bearish about the market back in 2007. 2008, of course, the markets crashed, eventually crashing more than 50% over the next 18 to 24 months after I'd left my hedge fund for TV. But anyway, all of this is basically playing out as I've outlined repeatedly and I'm pretty much steady as she goes for right now. Pretty net long, not aggressively so. Question, Cody, what type of NASDAQ correction are you currently anticipating? Well, let's go back to my prior answer. I'm not, and my answer now on to this question is I am not expecting a, quote, another correction in the NASDAQ just now. I think the path of least resistance is probably sideways, neither upward nor downward for the near term. Say the next few weeks, again, I'm not trying to gain that. I do think the path of least resistance in the broader stock market over the next year or two or three remains upward in a bubble-blowing bull market kind of fashion. Next question, what do you think of SoftBank as a play on Alibaba? I also get asked all the time if I like Yahoo as a play on the upcoming Alibaba IPO, my answer I don't like any of those ideas at all, frankly. How do you decide when the Alibaba IPO hype turns from buy the rumor to a sell the news dynamic? Frankly, I want to short all things Alibaba IPO related, not buy them. I think the upside from the endlessly pending IPO is more than already priced in. Next question, what do I think about Baidu? The stock, 59% Revenue growth last quarter is hard to turn away from. Look, I've written a lot over, my answer is that I've written a lot over the years about Baidu and that I like the company. I just don't like investing in foreign stocks. In fact, the best pair trade idea, which means you buy one stock and you short a similar stock to hedge some of the risk of just owning a stock outright, Or of shorting a stock outright. That way you've got a long and a short that are similar. Anyway, and the best pair trade idea I had in the last year was shorting NQ Mobile and pairing that with a long Baidu common stock trade. NQ Mobile is down 70% since I wrote that on MarketWatch and for TradingWithCody.com. Subscribers, where I post all my trades in real time and list all my stock positions for my subscribers, that's TradingWithCody.com. Anyway, NQ's down 70% since I wrote about it there, and Baidu's up 70% since I wrote about that pair trade. One more question here. Cody, if you had to choose a company on your current positions to work for, Which would it be, and why? (laughs) Great question, but the truth be faced, I know I am not wired to work at any corporation, as I'm much too anti-control, and am probably too renegade in my approach in life to be working at any corporation. If I were forced at gunpoint to work at a corporation for my current portfolio, I'd probably go at Facebook, maybe Amazon, maybe Google, as I'd want to work for the founder of those types of incredible growth companies, I use those guys and those companies as inspiration and as a model for my own tech company that I help run, Scudify. You can check that out at scudify.com or download our apps on Android or uh, iOS. And with that, guys, I think I'll wrap up this edition of Cody Underground. I am Cody Willard. Thanks for tuning in.